Welcome to Weekday Wisdom, the scriptural and theological meditations of doctrine and devotion. Today we continue our reflection on the Second London Confession, chapter 15, paragraph 3. This saving repentance is an evangelical grace, whereby a person, being by the Holy Spirit made sensible of the manifold evils of his sin, does, by faith in Christ, humble himself for it with godly sorrow, detestation of it, and self-abhorrency, praying for pardon and strength of grace with a purpose and endeavor by supplies of the Spirit to walk before God unto all well-pleasing in all things. Chapter 15 is all about repentance. So what is repentance? That's what this paragraph is about. The Baptist Catechism says it this way in question 92. What is repentance unto life? Repentance unto life is a saving grace, whereby a sinner, out of a true sense of his sin and apprehension of the mercy of God in Christ, doth, with grief and hatred of his sin, turn from it unto God, with full purpose of and endeavor after new obedience. Or an even simpler definition of repentance comes from James Pettigrew Boyce's Catechism of Bible Doctrine. What is repentance? It is sorrow for sin, accompanied by a determination, with the help of God, to sin no longer. Both of these catechetical responses are good and biblical, but what they are doing is they are reflecting what we see in greater detail in chapter 15, paragraph 3 of the 1689. Repentance is an evangelical grace. Right? This means it is a gift from God, it is a work of God in the heart of man. This saving repentance is an evangelical grace whereby a person being by the Holy Spirit made sensible of his sin and the following. So it is a work of God, specifically a work of the Holy Spirit in the heart of God's people. So we are enabled to see the manifold evils of our sin. We see the sinfulness of sin. We don't merely recognize that there is corruption in us. It's not just that we are broken. These things are true. But that we have chosen to do what is evil. That our sins are genuinely unrighteous and an offense to God. And we are only enabled to really see the sinfulness of sin through faith in Christ when we understand that Jesus took our place and suffered the consequences of our sin. In Christ's sacrifice, we see the evil of our own sinful actions. And repentance isn't just seeing the sinfulness of our sin. It is also a work in us that moves us to embrace humility and experience godly sorrow. Right? We are humbled and we humble ourselves with godly sorrow, the confession says. So, we don't think too much of ourselves, and we don't think that we are clean and righteous before God on our own. We recognize that we are made in God's image for God's glory, but that we have marred that image and lived for our own glory. And so, we are grieved with a sorrow. It's called a godly sorrow, meaning that repentance includes genuine remorse but not just remorse because of the consequences of our actions. The Puritans oftentimes made a distinction between 
legal repentance and evangelical repentance. And one of the differences between the two is that legal repentance would oftentimes include sorrow, but not godly sorrow. People are sorry for their sins because the consequences have been painful for them. Uh, they feel bad that they have hurt themselves, experienced loss, or hurt someone else. But godly sorrow and evangelical repentance is a sorrow that stems from the fact that we have grieved the Spirit, that we have offended God. It is not just, oh, I'm sorry that I did this to myself or someone else. It is a genuine sorrow for the offense itself as we stand before our Maker. And it's not just sorrow for our sin, it includes a hatred for our sin, a, a detestation of it, self-abhorrency. We hate what we have become, we hate what we have done, and we want to see such corruption choked out. We want to mortify the deeds of the flesh. And so we begin to seek grace in the act of repentance, turning away from our sin, and we pray for pardon. We trust that those who confess their sins are cleansed from all unrighteousness. And we pray for strength of grace. See, repentance isn't just being sorry. It's turning and seeking and trusting that God will give us the grace that we need, the help and the strength that we need to walk in righteousness. In fact, we're determined to walk in grace in the act of repentance. Right? It says that we pray for pardon and strength of grace with a purpose and endeavor to walk before God, right? To, to please God in all things. But this is by supplies of the Spirit. This is why those previous definitions in both the Baptist Catechism and Boyce's Catechism, it makes this very point that we are sorry for our sin and determined with the help of God to sin no more. Or as the Baptist Catechism puts it, we, we have a full purpose of an endeavor after new obedience, but it's only through the apprehension of the mercy of God in Christ. All of this is really reflected, at least in part, in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 through 11. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. This is the definition or the distinction anyways between godly grief, worldly grief, or evangelical repentance and legal repentance. For see what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, Paul says, but also what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what punishment. See, Paul explains to us, he, he gives us this picture of repentance that is much more than turning over a new leaf. It is turning towards Christ, away from our sin, mourning the corruption and the evil, but rejoicing in our pardon and walking in the grace that he supplies, that we might glorify him in our day-to-day -day lives. Listen every Monday through Friday to Weekday Wisdom as a source for regular devotional encouragement from Doctrine and Devotion. Thank you.